0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back to this next half hour, our second segment of Real Presence Live today. Your hosts are Jack Canelli and my wife Doreen. Good morning. And we're happy to have you with us. And uh, we're just coming off a real nice discussion that we had with... uh, Father John Bartunik about his book on, um, you know, kind of uh, you know, a Lenten, uh, Lenten meditation. Forty
2: Days to Peace and Union with God, which can be purchased at csspirituality.org.
1: That's right, yeah, and it sounds like it's a real good, uh, uh, what would you say, just daily devotional, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of an uh, uh, invitation to uh, meditation as a prayer form and a a good way to uh enhance your relationship with God and listening to you know his voice in your life and i you know i would certainly encourage people to explore that uh as uh something to do for this next lent it, it's um you know i'm sure it's uh, <laughs> it would be a, a real good uh, what, what what spiritual exercise
2: yes the church encourages us to increase our prayer to fast and to give during lent and this this is a great way to um increase prayer and bring it to a different level
1: right okay well let's get on with our next Or oh, did you have a joke dream for here uh, not right now not right no. now okay we'll say we'll save it for later so everybody just hold on because there's more humor coming your way sort of <laughs> <laughs> okay well we're happy to have with us Debbie, Debbie Cowden, and Debbie has a, a book now called The Prayer Book for Tired Parents. I got a feeling that there are a number of you in our listening audience today uh, who could probably relate to that. And so, Debbie, uh, welcome to the program, and why don't you uh, give us a little bit of your, uh, your, your, your background history, and uh, you, know, you can tell us what inspired the book, and we'll just kind of get into it from there.
3: Well, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, my husband, David, and I co-wrote the prayer book for tired parents. really is a fruit of our own exploration of how to be fully Catholic, fully Catholic parents in today's age, because we realize that you can't really be a middle-of-the-road Catholic in these times. You have to be all in. St. Therese says you must be either a whole saint or not a saint at all. And so my husband, being the super pragmatic, practical guy that he is, realize that we need to write out a plan. And so this book is that plan. It's been working for us. And we realized that as we were trying to find out these these practical ways to really make our faith come alive, a lot of our other friends who are tired parents were struggling too. And so we want to offer encouragement and love and some practical help for the fellow tired parents out there who want to take their faith seriously, but they just don't know how yet, or they don't know how, to really keep going when things get hard
2: that sounds wonderful debbie um but could you back up please and um do a bit of an introduction to our listeners of yourself and your husband and kind of describe your family before we move forward yes absolutely i have such a
3: hard time talking about myself
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, offered up for (laughs) lunch
3: yes ma'am absolutely (laughs) To, to help fellow parents out um, so my husband and I have been married for about seven and a half years. We have three beautiful children, ages two, four, and six. He's a convert to the faith. I'm a lifelong Catholic, and I've been working at EWTN for just about 10 years now. And in that time, I've really been able to learn a lot about Mother Angelica's practical holiness. And she says, we are all called to be great saints don't miss the opportunity and the opportunity we realize is right in front of us and when we first became parents back in 2016 we had no idea how our prayer life was going to change dave was serving mass at ewtn i was a producer for a lot of the live shows and series at ewtn we thought we had it all figured out but we were so humbled when that sweet little eight pound baby came along and changed everything and you know along the way we've had a lot of bumps and bruises but praise god And um, thank God for our guardian angels and our patron saints who have been watching over us too. So we just want to spend the rest of our lives encouraging other parents that you can do this, that this is what you are made for and your vocation is good. That's, I mean, that's, that's the Sparkness version of David Debbie. Yeah. Not
0: Three
3: kids, <laughs> yep. we're tired, we're doing our best, yep. working full-time jobs, just trying to be holy, and it's hard, but well, you know, I, we're, I, we're
2: trying. I, I came across what you just said. I came across a, a meme on, on a, a satirical website the other day that said study reveals every single parent since the dawn of time has had no clue what they were doing
3: <laughs> just isn't w- that wild is, yeah. nobody has figured it out yet it's right. well, so encouraging though yeah,
2: i know it is we're in this together
1: well i tell you debbie you're uh, i'm picking up a lot of energy on this side of the microphone here from uh, a tired parent but uh, uh, you must be a dynamo when you're at home
3: <laughs> you know i like to think so let's but please pray for my husband, because he used to put up with a lot for me. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I, I had about half my normal cup of coffee this morning because I just got so distracted by other things that I was doing that I'm only running on, like, half-cap right now. Oh, and dear. so, <laughs> praise God for
2: this energy. <laughs> and if you're giving it up for Lent, <laughs> it's sort of a preparation. <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting what you do for Lent.
1: Well, I'd like to see how your house contains full speed for you. <laughs> yeah, the—it's—well— uh, um, did we cover about what inspired the book? Uh, I know you've got, I'm sure you just wanted to help a lot of friends and you kind of created a plan.
3: Yeah. And you know, uh, in the 40, four, I think it's, we're Tims and it's 42nd year. So we've been on the air for 41 years. Mother Angelica has been on the air time and time again, even after her death encouraging people that that God made you to be holy and God made you to be a saint. And praise God, in our 2,000 years of church history, we have had so many great saints and so much spiritual wisdom passed down to us that it would be impossible for any human, even as as saintly or angelic as they may be, to be able to dive into all of it. And so for the, the tired parent who wants to take their faith seriously but doesn't know how or is maybe dealing with a lot of distractions or Um, health problems or other issues within the home, we wanted to pare it down to what would realistically be possible for every tired family to attain. And so even though the prayer book for tired parents is 350 pages, I assure you there is nothing in this book that a tired parent could not do. Once you realize that God made you for holiness, this is what he made you for, because he loves you and he wants you to be holy. And you can do the things in this book, not just to check off a list, because we're certainly not saying that if you do all of these things, you will be a saint just because you did them, although you would have my highest admiration because, you, you know, you're doing it and you're trying. But because you'll you'll grow in your desire to do it, and you'll look forward to going to Mass as a family. You'll look forward to praying together as a family. You'll look forward to that time where you get to spend by yourself in prayer, God willing, some quiet time in your house. I know it's there every once in a while, even if it's, you know, at night when the kids have gone to bed, but he made you for communion with him. And when you realize that that's what you were made for, then suddenly the the foundational steps that we talk about in the prayer Book for Tired Parents aren't really an obligation, but a, a joyful duty and a place where you can find rest and rejuvenation.
2: Debbie, how was thank the... you for
3: listening to my TED talk. Oh yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> thank you for giving it.
2: Um, so, what's the format of the book? You said it's three hundred and some pages. Is it meant to be read cover to cover? Is it um, is it divided into sections according to I don't know, walks of life? Or I'm not even sure how it could be. Um, how old formatted? your kids are? Yeah, right. Um, so, is it would it be necessary to read it from cover to cover, or are there chapters that might Um, meet a need in a particular family's uh, life at a particular time and chapters addressed to those different kinds of needs? Or Could could you just describe how it's formatted?
3: Sure. The Prayer Book for Tired Parents was written through the lens of parents of three young children. Mm -hmm. And it's written through the lens of parents who've been trying for a few years now and working out the bumps along the way. But it is made for parents with children of all ages. And it's also made for parents uh, it's made to be scalable, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey. If you are just coming back to the faith after being fallen away, first of all, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad that you came back. And I know Jesus is rejoicing too. It's, it's made for the convert. He doesn't really know a lot, a lot about the faith. And like I said, Dave is a convert and he's been Catholic for just about 10 years now. Um, and it's not made to be a book that you just read once and then put it back up on the shelf. My husband is a super practical guy, and when he buys a book, he wants to know that he's going to get the most bang for his buck out of it. I don't think we could have squeezed any more into this 350-page book, but in it, you're going to find not just a book of prayers or a how-to book on prayer, you're also going to find a workbook format. So. As a family and as a couple, you can start to write out what some of your goals are for your spiritual life and for your family, where you are currently, where you would like to be, the roadblocks that you notice along the way so that you're troubleshooting and you're problem-solving along the way, and you're making a plan of putting it in writing and saying, this is what we know we need to do in order to get on this path to holiness. It also has an entire section at the back with over 30 saint reflections and it includes an, append- an appendix of prayers that you can cut out from the back of the book and hang them around your house. It's got a prayer journal in it. It's got the spiritual wisdom of Mother Angelica. It's got a family prayer intention calendar and a family litany of Saints. There's so much good stuff in here.
1: Wow. I was going to say. we have <laughs> been busy, could, busy we,
3: for a long time. You did
1: your homework. Yeah, we, we can shorten your list by saying, what doesn't it have in it? <laughs>
3: it doesn't contain any judgment about a parent who is tired or no matter where you are in your state in life god wants better for you and the catholic church has the path to holiness so we don't we don't have to freak out that there's you know what am i going to do read the prayer book for tired parents and you're going to be on the right path
1: does the book and maybe we can talk about this on the other side of the break uh which is coming up in about 45 seconds but Uh, I'm wondering, does the book kind of, uh, you know, when I talk about, think about tired parents, I think, you know, you just have the physical tiredness of, you know, riding herd on, you know, your children. But the other, there's also a tiredness, I think, that comes from the culture war that we're involved in and trying to protect our children from what they're experiencing in the world. Does your book kind of anticipate dealing with that a little bit? And uh, maybe we can... uh, Take that up on the other side of the break, if that's something that the you know that you could say that the book uh, actually deals with, but, uh, but but
3: yes, let's we can talk about it more after the break. That's fine. That would be great.
1: Wonderful. Okay. Well, let's go to the break, and we'll be back with Debbie Cowden talking about her book and her husband's book, the Prayer Book for Tired Parents. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live. Mm-hmm.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Jake Warner, the State Deputy of the North Dakota Knights of Columbus. I was asked to explain if someone were to come to me and, and ask why should they become a Knight of Columbus. I can answer from my, my own experience uh, and that would be um, becoming a Knight of Columbus has made me a better Catholic. It's made me a better uh, husband, it's made me a better father, it's made me a, made me a better man. There are so many things about the Knights of Columbus that young men are really looking for, and and they don't understand it's just as close as as their local church. Becoming a part of of the Knights of Columbus local council uh, opens up so many doors for you. In a society where people are known to be loners and going their own way and and trying to figure out what's going on around them, the Knights of Columbus provides you a family, people that you can go to, resources that you can reach out to, ask questions of, get encouragement from, uh, not only spiritual encouragement, but, but all kinds of things.
4: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Traditional iconography represents each evangelist with a specific symbol that reveals much about the emphasis of the gospel he has written. Matthew's symbol is a man because he speaks primarily to the house of Israel about the coming of their own king, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Mark's symbol is a lion taken from his opening image of John the Baptist as a voice preaching and roaring in the desert like a lion. Luke's symbol is an ox, as he opens with a passage about Zechariah sacrificing oxen in the temple before the Archangel Gabriel shatters his world. And John's image is an eagle, because his Gospel takes a high, bird's-eye view of Jesus' life, written after and building on the other accounts. The next time you see an evangelist's symbol, you will have an insight into the very nature of his Gospel account of Christ.
0: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at CWBS.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Okay, back to the show.
1: And uh, Dreen is uh, bringing up a joke as we speak.
2: I've got one. You got a hot one. I do. Debbie, you can take a stab at the answer to this joke okay all right ready what does the pope eat during lent
3: oh i would say egg benedict
2: but oh my gosh that would have been such a
1: great answer (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe he eats franks he eats hot dogs holy mackerel holy mackerel
3: brother (laughs) Holy
1: mackerel yeah okay (laughs) She's got a million of them.
3: <laughs> There's something fishy about that. Oh, now.
1: you're oh good,
2: Debbie.
1: <laughs> oh boy, Let, let's you're keep going. Good. Let's see how far we can I string this one out. <laughs> yes. All
2: right. So, um, Debbie, could you begin by um, talking a little bit more about the content of of the book, and in particular, um, prayer with family and prayer. Um, you, you're um, you're kind of. I don't want to call it a formula, but your design for um, prayers of, um, you know, praying for others, for their intentions, and, and for ways that we can make our, our prayer more beneficial by uniting our prayers with Christ, the offering of Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so, so before the break, we, we have briefly touched on things that can make us tired, uh, that may not be physical sources of exhaustion. The things that just weigh on our hearts as parents, whether that's the safety of our children or the way the world is going, praying about finances, uh, for fallen away family members, uh, for deceased loved ones, for a work situation. There are so many things that cause fatigue as parents that aren't necessarily related to just being sleep deprived by being nature or by the nature of being a tired parent, and. How does a parent persevere in the midst of those trials? Well, one of the greatest practical things that Dave and I had come up with started actually during uh, during the month of November when we had decided that we were going to offer up our joys and sufferings of each day for the soul of a particular family member or friend or just someone that we had heard about who had passed away. And that transformed the way that we lived out our every day because not only were we praying for that person, whether it was going to daily mass or going to adoration or just having the family prayer time together, we're offering our family rosary for Grandma Connie, who's passed away. But we realized that with every little joy and struggle that we faced during that day, we were able to offer it up. So instead of, it's wonderful to offer up masses for the deceased, and we absolutely want people to do that. In addition, though, you can say, you know, I I got a paper cut, and if that sounds like it's so small, but that's one of the things that's most annoying to me in life is having paper cuts. But <laughs> Jesus, I offer I offer up the sting of this paper cut for Grandma Connie's soul, and that you would have mercy on her. Or like if I spill something, or if something goes awry, Jesus, I offer this up for Grandma Connie that she may be enjoying eternal paradise with you in heaven. Or God, purify the soul of. Such and such loved one that they can enjoy eternal paradise with you. And that really puts everything in perspective that, you know, I can deal with this temper tantrum that feels like it's been going on for hours when it's only been two and a half minutes because I'm offering it up for someone else. And there is so much comfort that comes from that, that my suffering as a parent is not going to waste. And so we decided, why would we just stop at November? Of course, it's important to pray for Holy Souls during the month of November, and you can gain plenary indulgences, but we can do that every day of the year, and that really puts it in perspective as a parent, and that's one of those practical ways that you can even incorporate passing prayers or spontaneous prayers in your children's life as well. And um, even more, we don't want parents to just be praying at night with their kids or just at meals. Or we, we want parents to be praying the rosary every day with their family. Our Lady required it. Our Lady of Fatima, she said, pray the rosary every day for peace to the world. That starts in the home. And so we want parents to be able to just stop in the middle of the day and offer a prayer of thanksgiving to God for all of the blessings. Pray so your children can hear it. You can ask your children what is on their hearts, what intentions they have, who they want to pray for, and you'll get the sweetest answers i'm telling you mm-hmm. <laughs> things that you don't even realize are on your children's hearts like i pray that daddy has a good day at work today or i pray that my cousin is safe today um yeah i pray for my daughter prays for our friend christina who has cancer she just prays almost every day for miss christina that god would heal her cancer And that's coming from a six-year-old. And those are are
2: powerful prayers from a child.
3: Mm -hmm. They are. Her prayers are efficacious. Mm -hmm. And we as parents are the ones who set our children up to be able to do that, to know that it's possible, and then to be able to cultivate it as well. We're really trying to cultivate that domestic church where our children know that their house is a house of prayer, it's a house of peace, and it's a house where God is in control and He loves us and He is here with us.
2: It, um, I love what you said about, I mean, I love all of this because it makes me think of, was it St. Paul, um, encouraging us to pray always, and we can't, we can't go off in a chapel for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but this is how, this seems like a great formula for how to pray always, being attentive to what's going on and, uh, uniting our sufferings for, intentionally for others, um. Could you talk a little bit about the joys and how you offer the joys of your daily life?
3: Yes, yes absolutely. Well, um, it may sound unconventional, but I, I always pray in Thanksgiving for laundry when I'm folding <laughs> the laundry because we are just trained to think that, you know, oh, it's a mountain of laundry and it's so like, it's such a big chore and oh, I'm always behind on laundry. But I see that laundry and I see the same little articles of clothing mm. that my kids wear over and over and over again. And I thank God that my children have outfits. they love
1: Mm. and when
3: they start when they start to grow out of their clothes even though i'm sad to see my son's little shark shirt that doesn't fit him anymore or it has stains on it or holes i try not to look at that as a bad thing but that my son loves his little shirt so much that he wants to wear it all of the time and i thank god that i am able to provide him with these clothes that he loves I'm thankful for the washing machine to wash the clothes and I'm thankful for our dryer and that we can have warm towels in the morning after our showers. And, you know, when you change your perspective on parenting, you realize that the joys outweigh the sorrows Mm -hmm. every single time, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're going through. We had to live in a hotel for six weeks after our neighbor's house caught on fire and almost took ours with it. We could not live in our home and we could have lost everything. But God was watching over us, and thank God we had a hotel. Thank God somebody else was cooking breakfast every morning. Thank God my husband and I were still able to do our jobs. Thank God I'm able to work at EWTN where they were so flexible and so understanding and so patient with me as I was literally homeless for six weeks. You can see the suffering in your life, and you can resent it, and you can say, God, where are you? And you can say, why is this happening to me? Or you can say, God, I am going to praise you in this storm, and I'm going to take whatever comes at me because I know that you are with me. And I can step out in faith, step out onto the water, and I know that you are not going to let me sink, even though it's scary, even though the waves are crashing all around me. When you have that perspective as a parent, you can take on anything that comes at you because you know that your hope is in the Lord and that he is your strength, and that He will bring you through
2: to the end. Well, that is so beautiful. It's it's like just a beautiful illustration of counting your blessings. And and that's important prayer as well, gratitude and counting your blessings. And I would think that hearing that, um, depending on the stage that a person's family is in, and we always anticipate, you know, each stage of a child's life brings its own challenges. But to approach it with that, looking for the blessings... Um, is a blessing in itself. Well, I've got Thank a
1: question you. on this one, though, Uh-oh. because uh, yes, <laughs> it is unconventional. The uh, the laundry uh, thing. Uh, are are you thankful for it when it's on the floor or when it's in a pile in the uh, the laundry room?
3: <laughs> well, see, okay, so here's the other <laughs> thing. Dave is great. Dave is like any other man, that I
2: Uh oh, Debbie.
1: Oh, I think we lost I think we Debbie. Lost Yep, oh, uh, you're yep, you're back. I think.
3: And um we have not only do all of the laundry because he's a wonderful man, but we also have a laundry chute. So oh. our we my kids just know to drop their clothes down the chute, and thank God for the laundry chute yes. in my house. <laughs> <laughs> we have we can find the reasons to be thankful. We really can.
2: Hmm. We just have to have our eyes open to them and and ask God to help us see them as blessings. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thank yeah, you.
1: Yeah, We have two minutes, but uh, before we, you know, I, I want to get this in. Where can somebody get this book?
3: <laughs> you can prayer book for tired parents. Of course, you can get it at EWTN's religious catalog. That's EWTNRC.com. You also can get it from Sophia Institute Press. That's SophiaInstitute.com. Um, And if you shop on Amazon, you can get it on Amazon as well, especially if you're listening internationally. But I, of course, would love for you to get it at EWPNRC.com or SophiaInstitute.com.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, And the name of the book, again, is The Prayer Book for Tired Parents.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. The Prayer Book for Tired Parents, Practical Ways to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven.
2: I want you to start working on a, a, sec, a sequel, which is going to be called a prayer book for empty nesters. <laughs>
1: well, maybe and we should that write that, that one.
2: one. Yeah, we could. We could write that. <laughs> we one. could yeah. write
1: that one. Yeah. Okay, actually, I see. I misread the clock. We've got a minute to go. Debbie, are, are there any other final thoughts that you'd like to uh, give to our listeners? Or uh, wait a minute. I would. I hear the music coming on. Go ahead. Give us a final thought. Uh, I'm sorry, Debbie. Oh, that you broke you, up. You, you, you broke up on us. Uh, we want to, I guess we'll just have to leave it at that. And... Or you
2: can tell us when we go off air, and then we'll repeat it after That's the break.
1: right. We can do that, too. Well, thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Debbie Cowden and her book, The Prayer Book for Tired Parents. And that's it for this second half hour of Real Presence Live. Stay tuned for more. We're going to be talking to pa- Patty Schneier. I hope I pronounced her name properly and talking about a Linton Parish mission. So stay with us.